Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the digital workspace inner workings. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Did you have a good Christmas? I did, yeah. Spent some nice time with the family. How about you? Yeah, good, thanks. We're out in um, the east Western Cape in a hotel, so we have a nice little family vacation, and, well, I'm working there all on holiday. But, yeah, all good. Yeah, it looks nice there. Yeah, it's a nice place. The weather's been a bit iffy. Um, but that seems to be normal nowadays with global warming. But uh, yeah, it's a good. It's a good vibe. Nice. It's nice. It's nice and warm. That's, that's the key. Yeah. No, that's nice. Uh, I haven't read that article you sent me. Sorry, I haven't even got to that stuff yet. Um, no worries. Um, but I, but I, just just the headline I thought was great because that that's exactly what I was talking to someone about the other day. Um, they're talking about the psychological effects of working from home and how you get into some really bad habits. And, you know, like, like I don't, and I'm, I'm one of them. Like, I'll go, to, I'll go to gym in the morning, then I'll go for a, a walk, then I'll do some email or something like that. And then before I know it, my first calls are coming up and I haven't even showered yet. So then I'll spend the whole – because I'm not seeing anyone really. I mean, I'm on camera. I'll, I'll shower at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, because got to shower at some point, but that's my first gap. And then there's other things about being too much with your family too much, because you're all at home, and that also starts creating issues because you actually need a you need a gap from them as well, and then then a gap from you. Um, there's all these sorts of things, and and I was you know I was thinking about it from from the point of of when you said the article, I was thinking about the friendships, and you forget about that as well. So some of that is bonding with people at work and not just to collaborate and trust each other, but it's the friendships and, uh, you know, building bonds for life in some sense. Yeah, I think when it comes to the, the difficulty of building bonds in a remote sense, it, it made me think of how, you know, a lot of people, when you make friends when you're younger, it's, in school, it's in shared activities, maybe it's family, friends, and then a lot of adults, you know, where you spend most of your time that you would be meeting people to become friends with, um, which would be the workplace. And a lot of those friends might not be, you know, people you are in the same department with or work with every day. Um, So when you lose those kind of hallway moments, any, yeah, just it's not as easy to form bonds. And I think that the office friendship will, I don't think it's impossible to make, become friends with someone um, in a remote sense, but I think it's just, it takes longer. Yeah, definitely. And then, well, uh, you know, I think we were just talking about it now in this previous call. You know, there's a, there's a need to meet up to go and see a customer. Um, so you, you will have that bonding moment because you're flying into one location, you're 
out for dinner, you know, it'll be the first time you meet him physically, so it'll be almost like an adventure. Um, then you'll have this the stressful engagement with the customer because it's it's always you know stressful. Um, but that'll create the the foundations for for friendship to happen because you get to know each other. You're spending time in a hotel. You're outside of your comfort zones, so that'll that'll help you bond really quickly. Where in an office, you may never speak to that person beyond meetings, so you don't build a friends relationship because it's 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 transient in some respect. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but I think you're right. Um, the kind of quickest ways I've ever bonded with people have been going to conferences together because you know you have the the air travel, the meals out, the stressful conference experience, depending on what you're there to do, and then um, you know you might go out afterwards. There's just a lot of lot more socialization. You really get to see different sides of people that you might not in a kind of uh, office environment where there's just it's just more formal or there's less chances to interact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I think we're still social beasts, so we need to have those things. Um, but I am finding interesting. So we, we've obviously been traveling quite a lot, and, and I'm running into people when we're traveling and finding that people are a lot more sociable now than they were in some respects because they, they've craved it for so long. And I've, I've chatted to a few guys that are also here on holiday, um, but they're also working. So we've almost created our own little working club. So we meet at we meet like six in the morning. We do like two hours together, three hours together. Then they go off there when I go my way. And then in the sort of there's a spa here. So in the spa at night, we all catch up and like so I was work there. Oh no, this is going on, this is going on. So I'm actually it's it's interesting because I'm actually learning out of a lot from people here. Um, you know, you know, a couple lawyers and a couple guys that build cars and race cars and what I'm learning about what how they do their business now. You know, you never think a guy building cars would be doing it remotely. But he's he said, I'm, I've designed the car. I'm just waiting for them to build it. So I'm just checking in. I'm answering the questions while they build it. And I can do it while I'm here. And I'm, you know, we, 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 they're walking around with cameras and sending me videos. And I can do it. That's, never thought I'd get to that point. But it makes total sense. Yeah, no, that is very cool. That situation sounds very digital nomad to me. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask too, because you'd sent that interesting article about uh, kind of how you check off from work a couple weeks ago. It was kind of like tips for mm-hmm. ending your day. Do you have any, do you try to do any sort of routine or what's your kind of practice for that? Uh, I do. I, I have a sort of trigger that, that when I when it's the end of the day, I always read a book. I read a chapter out of the book, so that that's how I end the day. And and I have a before I'm allowed to read the book, I've got a a template that I, I write out all the things that I need to to do tomorrow. Um, sort of all, all the open strings that need to be tied off. And and while I'm reading the book, I, I kind of fill that in as I go. So. Just so I don't forget anything, or, or I let the things that I, I'm worried about come out on a piece of paper, and that's pretty quick. It takes me about five minutes to do, um, but that's that's the, that's just the trigger that flicks the switch between end of the day and and going. It's a bit trickier now working more US hours because um, that I used to do at about four five o'clock local time. Now I'm doing that sort of eight nine o'clock, sometimes ten o'clock at night. But that. It's amazing how the brain is, is just trained to know when you do that, that process, 
then you stop worrying about work stuff and then you when you go into you know uh, sort of chill out mode. Um, but I do take time with the family during during that sort of five o'clock to seven o'clock period, the bath time, dinner time, all that stuff. So that that can be a frustrating time because that that's usually the the meaty time with stuff that's going on um, as the US guys come online and they want to chat, do stuff, etc. And I'm like, well, I can't talk now. You know, it's bedtime, bath time, etc. Um, but that's that'll that'll sort itself out, you know, as people get to know what's going on and where where, where I am and what sort of thing. Yeah, that's about it. And yourself? Yeah, well, I'm curious about this template that you use to um, log your your stuff when you wind down. But I have not like a, a thing I do every day, but just sort of some similar habits. So I usually take end of day Friday to do a big brain dump of all of the things that I want to remind myself about um, for the following week. But most days, I wouldn't say I have great habits around it. I, I usually end work between 5.30 and 7. I mean, it really depends. I feel like my work habits are a lot better now. Um, joining a new team, I've kind of taken the time to, I've, I've been really intentional about trying to preserve more of that work-life balance than I had been doing in the past. So I usually check off work and then scroll social media on the couch for 15 to 30 minutes and then make dinner. <laughs> and then that's like just the evening, make dinner, watch shows, do dishes, uh, take care of the cats. It's not a super productive evening routine, but it's pretty standard. Yeah, I mean, the, the template is very simple. Um, just to answer your question, I mean, it, it is really just a case of is there, is there a meeting I have to set up? Is there calls I need to do? Is there brain work that I need to do? So, like, I'm working on a design document at the moment, so that's always on my list of things that I need to do tomorrow that I'm that I meant to do that I didn't get to. Like, I'm going to read something or research something, or whatever it is, and and that just helps me when I wake up in the morning to go. I just got to look at the list and then I plan sort of freshness the fresh time to look at the most brain intensive things first um because the worst thing you do is go look at your email first and then. um because that just scatters you all over the place and then by about 10 o'clock usually that's when i start looking at email but the, the, the template's very basic it's meant to be basic it's got to be so simple that you just can't not do it mm -hmm. um, because if it's too complicated then you don't do it which is which is what i, I did do that first out of very complicated uh, messy thing and it's just never never went anywhere yeah it's like too much work to actually fill it out yeah exactly that off of that article was there anything that they had pointed out as a transitional routine that you thought was interesting or would want to try out yourself um, there were a couple of things that I liked about it. I mean some of the stuff is, is pretty I mean, the nice thing about most things is pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I, I like things like context. Um, so where, where you do certain tasks, you don't go, you don't, like you don't, if you can help it, you don't eat where you work. You know, that sort of thing. So even, even in the hotel where we're staying now, I've got a desk set up there that is away from the lounge and it's away from the bedroom. And I, I work there and that's the only thing that I do there. So if I sit down there, I'm, I'm going to work. 
if it's really early in the morning and the kids are sleeping and stuff, I'll leave the room and I'll go sit in the internet cafe and, and work there. Um, so there's always a break, a, a, a physical break between the areas. Um, I think the other general thing is, is just booking things out in your, in your calendar. So if you need time, like I said, I, would, I, I need to do you know, bed and bath time. That's booked in my calendar. So guys don't book meetings there. Pick the kids up from school, that sort of thing. So those are all good habits to to have. Um, I can't think of anything else off that article that really really jumped out as yeah, it was really those things. Did you have anything you liked out of it? Um yeah, I think those are those are all good practices. I agree that I think there's nothing here that was um particularly unexpected. I think maybe ones that I wouldn't necessarily have thought about is uh, starting a a craft after work. So kind of working with your hands in some way, whether that's painting or embroidery, or I think you could even go out to the, um, the shed and, and work with some tools and do some woodworking or something like that. I think uh, even a puzzle, I think, um, there's something appealing to me about doing things with your hands, engaging kind of other um, parts of your brain after as a kind of transitional activity. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could definitely see that. I just don't have the the time or the space that kind of. Yeah. Thing. Um, I need I need to tie up. Um, okay. Okay, so we'll catch up next week. All right. Happy New Year. All right. You too. Have a good one. Cheers, Bye. Eric. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues. 